Well, are you ready for the word of our Lord? Amen. This was meant to be week four of vision casting, and we were supposed to be doing a quick summary of the last three weeks, but winter happened. And so this is technically week three of vision casting. So I'm going to do my best to keep it succinct today, but I know that God has a special word for us today, and so I pray that our hearts can be ready to receive from him. So we've been in this process of vision casting where we're aiming to hear from God's heart and be headed in the same direction together. Essentially, we've been asking these questions. Where are we going together? Who are we becoming together? And how are we going to get there? Together, you got it. And so we've been aiming to seek God's heart to answer those questions. Week one, we talked about how the Exodus narrative that's found in the book of Exodus lays a great foundation for the journey of faith that we're all on. We've dubbed it God's deliverance plan, his journey for each and every one of us. So I'm going to read the two verses we've been anchoring our vision to once again. I invite you to hear the word of the Lord with me. And I apologize. Can we get the back screen to mirror the front? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Look at that. Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. Verse 7 says this, I will take you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. The word of our Lord. You see, we see this pattern in Scripture, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, how God moves with his people. He offers us the gift of freedom. He saves us. And then we begin the process of being transformed as he sets us free. And all the while, he's redeeming us and giving us purpose as the people of God. Perhaps you've noticed that in your own life. And so our vision here at Benville Community Church that we will orient our together lives around is anchored to this storyline that we see throughout Scripture, and it is this. At BCC, we're on a journey together, helping one another. Let's practice again. Encounter God journey deeper, and make an impact. And with each element, we've been talking about how we have a strategy because you know nothing good gets done unless you have a plan, amen? And so we have a bit of strategy tied to each of those goals. Week one, we talked about Encounter God and how our best strategy for facilitating God encounters is our weekend worship gathering and you are here. And then the second part of our vision is all about journeying deeper. And then this week, we're going to talk about making an impact. So let me review really quickly. I'm going to like auctioneer style. Are you ready? I don't know. Here we go. 
Week one, encounter God. I will bring you out. We talked about how every journey of faith begins and continues with God encounters, with those moments where we encounter the living God. And so we believe our worship gathering, what we're doing right now, should be a place where people begin to follow Jesus and encounter God on a regular basis. So essentially, church, we believe that when we gather as the people of God, people should get saved, and all of us should be enthralled by the presence of God all over again. Amen? And so we are building our worship gatherings around that concept, that our goal is to help foster and facilitate encounters with the living God. Now, often when we think about uh, encountering God, seeing people come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, we think about sharing our testimony. And so if I can really quickly share this with you, this just keeps putting me on, on, on test. But one of the gifts we hope of our vision is that it becomes a tool for you to help you share your faith clearly when asked. Let me show you what I mean. I think we have the three points on a slide, possibly, to give me a cheat sheet. Or it's plastered everywhere around the building. I can also use that. So let's say somebody approaches you and is like, man, Jenny, something is different. I can't put my finger on it. But what has happened to you? Well, there's this crazy thing. I, you know, I've been going to church forever, but I legitimately think I encountered the living God, and now church is different. It's not just church. It's like I'm encountering God every time I go, and, and now I feel like I'm on this journey figuring out who I am and who God is, and it's taking me deeper, and, and I feel like I'm being set free from stuff I never thought I'd get set free from, and now I know how God wants to use me, and I'm making an impact in my community, and it's the craziest, amazing thing, and I just feel happier because of it. I know this is crazy, but would you want to come sometime? Now, this is not some trick, some scam that we want you to be like, here's my invisible tract. No, it's just sometimes we don't know what to say, amen? Amen. And so our hope is that our vision even becomes a tool to help us know what to say sometimes. Amen? Is that helpful? So week two, last week, we talked about the second element of our vision, which is journey deeper. We focused on that second I will phrase from the Exodus passage, which is I will free you from being slaves. We talked about how the good news of heaven... The good news of the gospel, forgive me, is not just about heaven. The good news of the gospel is hope for the here and now. And that is that God, as we journey deeper in our faith, is aiming to set us free right here, right now. So as we journey deeper in our faith together, God is setting us free from that which weighs us down and is setting us up to live God's best for our lives. That is hope not only of just eternal life in heaven, but hope in the here and now that God is for us, that God is journeying with us, and he is pointing us in a direction that is best for us. 
And so as we think about our discipleship together, as we are learning to follow the way of Jesus together, it boils down to this. As we journey deeper together, we're learning to hear the shepherd's voice. And then together, as we hear the shepherd's voice, we are discerning how to be obedient to that voice together. Let me just see if somebody in the room can testify. You ever had a problem and then gone to God's word and be like, man, I know there's help in here, but I can't find it. Amen? Most of our journey together is knowing that this is God's holy anointed word that is aimed to introduce us to all of who God is. And together we go, okay, now as we study God's word, as we learn, what does that mean for me in 2024 as I try to follow the way of King Jesus? Don't we all need some support in that? I know I do. And so we have this strategy to help us journey deeper, and it involves three things. The first is Kickstart, which I told you earlier, we have nine people ready to go through Kickstart with us, and that is basically our introduction course to BCC and an invitation to join the journey really intentionally with us. The second part of our strategy is community groups. We have community groups that meet on Sundays at 8.45 and then throughout the week at various times and location. These are small groups that meet to journey deeper in faith together. There are typically two types of groups, sermon-based and study-based, and we would love for all of you to be a part of one. We build our discipleship on, on a conviction that I hold deeply, and it's this. Life transformation is greater than knowledge consumption. I have failed. If you can ace a Bible quiz, but the fruit of the Spirit are not producing in our lives. You know what I'm saying? The church has failed if we get really good at answering questions, but our lives are no different because of it. And so our aim is to facilitate discipleship that leads to life transformation. So together, the whole thought as we gather in these community groups is, is to answer this question, together we have heard the declared word of God, now what? How am I different because of the word of God that I have heard? The third strategy for journeying deeper is spiritual practices. And being a community that lives into the spiritual practices of Scripture so that we can practice the way of Jesus together. Spoiler alert, February is all about prayer as a spiritual practice. And so we're going to be talking for the next month about prayer as a spiritual practice. I'm excited about that. Moving on to our focus for this week. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. Amen. So we're going to look at the vision once again. At, at BCC, we are on a journey together, helping one another encounter God, journey deeper, and make an impact. Let's go back to that Exodus narrative and look at those I will statements in the orange. In verse 6, it says, I will redeem you. 
with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. And then it says, I will take you as my own people and I will be your God. I will redeem you and I will take you as my own people. You see, this is the idea of redemption. And this idea of redemption is consistent in God's story. That can become a real churchy word, the word redemption. And so let me just demystify it for a moment. Let me tell you a little bit about Jenny Hall. I love taking things that people have thrown out and making them cool again. What do I mean by that? I'm obsessed with Facebook Marketplace. Whatever I can get as cheap as I can get, and then work in magic to make it cool. I love flea markets. I love cheap furniture. And you know what I love about it? I, I love when someone walks into my home and they're like, where did you get that? And I'm like, the side of the road. <laughs> Literally, I have some stuff that I found on the side of the road. Listen, church, listen. Sometimes God finds us on the proverbial side of the road, amen? Isn't that where he found us all? And he redeems us, puts us back together, and in the process of putting us back together, puts us to use according to our perfect design that he intended. God claims us as his own and gives us this shared purpose in life. Somebody threw out a bedside table and said it wasn't fit to be a bedside table, and I said, oh, you just wait. Now it's a bedside table to be envied by the community. I'm teasing, kind of. So this shared purpose, God redeems us and gives us this shared purpose. And you're like, well, what is our shared purpose? Let's put it this way. Tell God's story, right? Together, as the redeemed people of God, we are telling God's story, a story of redemption to the world. And together we use our unique gifts, our unique design, and our resources to do so. And so as we journey with Jesus and with one another, God is constantly redeeming us and using our good, God-given design to answer that prayer we keep talking about. That prayer that says, on earth as it is in heaven. So let's start, let's go to God's word for a moment here. Let's start with some powerful and humbling words spoken by King Jesus himself. Honestly, this verse is dumbfounding at times to me. But listen to this, after dying and raising from the dead, Jesus appears to his followers and says this, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. No big deal. As God the Father sent Jesus the Son, now he's sending us. How's that feel? A little, little intimidating. 
What, what did the Father send Jesus to do? To bring heaven to earth. To lay down his life. To redeem, to restore, to give hope. And now we go and do the same. You see, the biblical authors are often exhorting Jesus people like us to take seriously the way that God has designed us and to use it with intentionality. Let's read from a few more places. In Ephesians 2.10, Paul said this to the church at Ephesus. I love this passage. Paul said, For we are God's masterpiece. Did you know you are a straight-up masterpiece? Ain't nobody going to find you on the side of the road. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. There's so much in that. Point is, God created you intentionally and he has good things planned for you to do as we bring heaven to earth together. Amen? If we continue on in more of Paul's writing, Paul outlines some of the ways God designs us in 1 Corinthians. And he's using the imagery of a body and all the various parts that play important roles. And he solidifies this whole writing by saying this in 1 Corinthians 12. All of you, if that's you, say that's me. If you didn't say it, you should have. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. That means if we got a pinky toe not functioning, we're a little out of whack. Because God designed us as a body that works together in our unique ways. Then Peter, see, Peter carries on Paul's tune in his own letter later in 1 Peter 4. Peter said this, God has given each of you, say that's me, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Verse 11, do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. And all God's people said, amen. And so as your pastor, I find myself at this place. After I read those texts and I recognize my calling from God on, on my life, I, I, I ask myself this. So how do we take this beautiful tapestry of God-designed people, equip you, build you up, encourage you, and then together be a part of this story, which is bringing God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. How do we, this beautiful tapestry, work together for the good of God's kingdom? 
Y'all, this is make an impact. I want you to notice that that third part of our vision, the orange, says make an impact, not change the world. Now, let me tell you, I believe God changes the world. Amen? But somewhere along the way, I think we get a little bit full of ourselves. We're like, we're going to change the world. And I want us to be reminded today that that pressure is not on us. God does that. We simply make an impact playing our part. Isn't that a sigh of relief? God changes the world, and we participate in our unique ways, and we make an impact. I love that. So within these texts that we've been reading and these themes that we've seen throughout Scripture, I hope that you begin to feel this pull in your heart. It's in your nose. Part of our journey together is the journey of self-discovery. Part of our journey together as the people of God who worship together is the journey of self-discovery. It's answering the question, what is my God design? How did God make me? How did God gift me? What does God intend for me? And so as your pastor, I'm thinking, how can we as BCC help you go on that self-exploration, that self-discovery journey? And I'll tell you, this journey of self-discovery is, is one of the things that we have crafted Kickstart to help with. So another promo, if you aren't planning on attending Kickstart, you should scan that blue card and sign up. And it boils down to this, church. As a redeemed people with shared purpose, BCC aims to make an impact in our church, in our community, and around the world. Amen? BCC aims to make an impact in our church, in one another's lives as we do life together. In our community, Northwest Arkansas should be different because we exist and around the world. So, let's talk strategy, shall we? There are lots of ways that we can make an impact together, but we have boiled it down to three things that we will do together. The first are church impact teams. Second is monthly partnerships. And the third is regular giving. Let's talk about impact teams. The way that we make an impact in our church. You guys may be thinking accurately about some ideas of what these impact teams are. But these are the teams that serve one another throughout the week in our worship gatherings. It's an always evolving list. If you came in, we actually handed you out this massive stack that has a bunch of team names on it. I'd love for you to take a look at that. These are things like our worship team, our media team, our kids team, our welcome team, our coffee team. We're trying to build a photography team, our safety team, parking lot team. Am I hitting a lot of them? But there are a number of ways that we can serve one another in our church together. There's actually a QR code on the screen, I think. There might be in a second. Yeah! 
This is the same as the orange QR code on the seat back in front of you. If you want to scan that, it's going to take you to a form that lists out all these serve teams. And today, serve teams, impact team. Today, we would love for everyone to fill this out. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. There's this really awful joke in the church that 10% of the church are doing all the work of the church. It's a terrible joke. And I just refuse to let it be true at BCC because God has not only gifted 10% of us, God has gifted all of us to be a part of his story and his mission and to serve one another. And so these impact teams are one of the really intentional ways that we can do that. So we are working really hard as a staff to make sure that we're not just going to the same 10% all the time. Because we don't want our 10% to get burnt out and hate the church because you know that happens. So we're trying to ask some people that are outside of that 10%. And so what we would love is if you would fill this form out, it would give us an idea of where you're already serving or what you're interested in. Because, man, wouldn't it be a beautiful thing if we could all serve one another and nobody gets burnt out and hates the church? I would really love that. So help us make an impact. That's one of the ways through church impact teams you can fill that out and come along for the ride with us. And this is an always growing list. We will add impact teams as we see fit and as we learn about your gifts and graces and how God might use them. The second way that we're making an impact intentionally together is through monthly partnerships. We kind of started living into this the past few months. December, our monthly partner was the Giving Trees. So these monthly partners will include community partnerships. If you're a Nazarene, it will include Nazarene Missions International things. It will include Nazarene Compassionate Ministry things and other mission trip type opportunities. Just to give you a glimpse, January, our impact partner is all about getting y'all signed up for impact teams. So fill out the form, you know what I'm saying? Fill it out before you leave today. Or pray about it and then fill it out. That's fine too. Next month, our February impact partner is Alabaster Offering, which if you're not a Nazarene, you're like, what in the world is Alabaster? Come back next week, we'll tell you. So maybe you're wondering why monthly? Why these monthly partnerships? Well, to be honest, for me, it's all about accountability. Because what I've seen in the church is that one of two things happens because pastors are pastors. And we either get really advantageous and we throw way too much at you at once and we are very little good because we're trying to do too much at one time. You know what I'm saying? Or we just are kind of haphazard about it and we end up doing nothing good because we're just not intentional about it. So these monthly partnerships are a way that we can combine our efforts together and know that at the end of the year, we have made a meaningful impact in 12 arenas in our community. Amen? So that's our monthly partnerships. And then finally, the third way that we make an impact together at BCC is through regular giving. 
We believe that the Bible outlines this practice for the church that is the giving of the tithe, which is the first 10% of everything that we get goes back to God's church for the accomplishing of God's mission. And so we want to be faithful before you to make sure that we are tithers and we're giving regularly. Just so you know, I would never hire somebody who wasn't tithing. I would not want you to hire me if I wasn't tithing. You know what I'm saying? Somebody needs to make sure I'm tithing. I think they know I am. But you know what I'm saying? It's important because it's a, it's a picture of your heart. And so we value that act of regular giving. And if you want to give, scan the orange card. It'll tell you how. So together, our journey with King Jesus invites us to join God's story and make an impact together. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up and prepare to lead us in a time of reflection. I'm going to show our vision again. If you'll look at that, church, our aim through vision casting is to invite you into three things. Life is so busy. Amen? There are so many things pulling for our attention and our time. And we just happen to think that the mission of the kingdom of God is worth our great intentionality. So as we invite you to join this journey with you, we're asking you to do three things with us. Encounter God. Come to church. Be a part of this community. Journey deeper with us. Believe that God has better for you, that he is in the business of setting people free, that he has created you with an intentional design, and we want to help you discover that design. And then three, make an impact. We're going to be about what God is about, and that is loving each other, loving our community, and loving the world. Three things. And our commitment to you is that we're going to do the hard work of discernment and do our very best not to put a smorgasbord of 10 bazillion things before you that we expect you to do, but three things that we believe will help us journey faithfully together, following the way of King Jesus. Amen? So as we go into our time of reflection I want to invite you to pray these three things with me. The first is this, that BCC will be a church that makes an impact. The question I asked to help me discern this is, would Bentonville notice if we closed? Would Bentonville notice if we just stopped existing as a church? I hope that the answer is becoming, oh yeah, they would notice. The second prayer is this, that God will help each of us discover our God-given design. That we'll learn how God created us and be willing to live into that. And then number three, that God will give us the boldness we, we need to live into our design and use it for God's glory. 
This isn't a trick question. But if you're in, if you want to join the journey with us, would you stand? And if you're visiting, this isn't a trick. You can go ahead and stand too. We're, I was just trying to get you on your feet. I'm in. Will you join the journey with me? As we aim to be a people who encounter God, journey deeper together, and make an impact. God, we invite you into this space. Would you speak to us? May you create us to be a church that impacts our community in such a way that they would notice that we were gone. Would you help each one of us to discover our unique God design? And then would you give us the boldness we need to live into our design and use it for your glory? God, come and speak to us as we worship you in song once again. Have your way in us. It's in your name we pray. Amen.